And it's time now for City Update, and I'm joined as usual by Lee Humphreys. Hello, Lee. Afternoon, Graham. Been a pretty busy time financially, hasn't it, over the it last week has, or two? Yeah, What's going on? Well, let me let me start by sort of a way of a backdrop um, uh, to the conversation that uh, when we saw um, last week um, some significant news out of uh, the United States that pushed global markets significantly lower with the Federal Reserve increasing interest rates by three quarters of 1%. That's their biggest move in 30 years. Now, on the way here, Graham, I was listening to the radio, uh, um, something um, uh, uh, that I picked up, which was sort of frightening, really, that three quarters of 1% increase um, that the Federal Reserve uh, announced, that alone is going to increase the government's debt, the US government, that is, their debt servicing by over $200 billion per year. So this, is, this has, this has a, a real domino effect, this, this move, not just in sort of global equity markets or bond markets, but actually what the, uh, the government has to pay back in terms of interest payments. Now, the, the, um, uh, the, you know, the, the, as, as I said, this is the biggest move in 30 years, and the prospect is, in fact, it's a very strong prospect, actually, of a similar move at their next meeting in July. My goodness me. So, so what, what, what level are they at at the moment then in the US? Well, at the moment it stands at one and three quarter percent. Uh, no, one and three quarters uh, of, of, of a percent in, in the United States. In the United States, and the initial reaction uh, to that move in the US was the market to rally strongly. It sort of seemingly always does on that kind of news. But the um, S and P five hundred, which is sort of the bellwether index that people look at in the United States, still managed to close down five point eight percent. On the week, its biggest weekly plunge, plunge since uh, March 2020. We don't need to, to uh, explain too much what happened there. Um, and and those moves that we saw in America were then reflected uh, throughout the whole world in other markets as well. Yeah, but I don't think anybody else is quite as uh, strong as Americans on the increase. What uh, happened to the Bank of England then? They they put up rates as well, didn't they? We did, yeah. Well, well spotted, yeah. And in fact, not only the Bank of England, the, the Swiss National Bank uh, put up their interest rates uh, as well, uh, albeit that their rates now stands at a negative or minus 0.25 of 1%. But as you correctly say, yeah, the, the UK put up uh, rates by 25 basis points a quarter percent to one and a quarter percent. That's the fifth consecutive rise in as many MPC meetings, the Monetary Policy uh, Committee meetings, I should have said. Uh, and uh, we now have interest rates standing at their highest level since 2009. And one thing that I picked up, three of the Bank of England officials that were voting uh, last Thursday actually voted for a half a percent increase uh, 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 at that meeting. And, uh, and the current forecast now, Graham, is that... Um, interest rates in the UK at the end of the year will stand at around three and a quarter percent. And that's, as you say, with America, it's going to have an impact on servicing our debt, isn't it? Anyway, the message then, I guess, is that we're going to get more interest rates coming up throughout the year, then maybe quarter point at a time. Yeah, I mean, without question, that's uh, definitely uh, the case. And, and yesterday, um, Wednesday, that is, uh, we saw exactly why um, rates are going up, not just in uh, the UK, Switzerland and, and, uh, and the US, but everywhere. And I guess that's the fact we got those inflation figures are through, didn't uh, we? You, you saw those. Pretty frightening, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they will be frightening. And, and, and again, very, very impactful. Um, uh, the RPI, the retail price index, came in at a colossal 
11.7% on the year. Last month, it stood at uh, 11.1%. It's very much all going in the wrong direction. Uh, a figure like that hasn't been seen since the uh, the year of the Falklands invasion since uh, since 1982. It's a long time ago, isn't it? And I guess there's also issue, from what I understand, on the price of goods leaving the factory gate. Yeah, that's absolutely right. The the, um, the 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 goods leaving factory gates rose nearly sixteen percent, the highest level since nineteen seventy seven. Goodness Jim, me! Yeah, Jim Callaghan was the prime minister then, Graham and Dennis Healy, the uh, the chancellor of the Exchequer, uh, and and that really was the, the result of um, raw material costs increasing twenty two percent. That's the biggest increase. On record, you can see this inflation is absolutely everywhere. And of course, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's the combination of coming out of COVID and yeah, the economy is restarting, but also the major impact the war in Ukraine's having. Uh, it, it is. That, that's that, that's a that's a nice summation. Um, but you know, one of the things I think we should focus, not lose sight on is that that is this inflation is uh, more impactful. Um, to the sort of the, the, the working class, the poorer elements in society, yeah. um, you know, it, it is indeed a regressive tax, to use sort of the technical term. Um, it affects the poor more than other sort of income groups. Energy and food prices are really uh, driving this uh, upward move in inflation, and these two things, as you can imagine, are very tough for anyone to uh, avoid paying for. Uh, energy, food, motor fuel, and clothing actually accounted for almost a well, actually, a half of the jump in the prices over the over the past year. So you can see that the average working man or woman, of course, um, driving to work or the station, if they can actually uh, get on the train when they arrive, uh, will be clobbered by these rises in inflation. Yeah, indeed. It's not good, is it? And clothing, I guess, is interesting, though, because, you know, you can decide to sort of put off buying more clothes can't you you can just carry on with what you've yeah. got for a bit longer yeah that's absolutely right yeah so clothing is actually you're right in saying it's the most sort of flexible flexible part of that group of four that i just mentioned um and you know it, it can be sort of cut out of people's budgets and uh, and that's exactly actually what's been we've been seeing in the figures that came out yesterday that i've just mentioned um the prices are starting to fall there as, as people adjust their budgets and remove what's called discretionary spending um you know sort of beyond the bare essentials clothing sort of squarely fits into that category yes yeah, so i guess we're going to see some pain then with certain elements of the high street coming up then think less essential yeah, that's it. That's what's going to be sort of at the sort of the pointy end of all this. I saw yesterday um, that a report written by J.P. Morgan on Tuesday um, uh, saying that they expected the clothing sector to, to deteriorate rapidly in the second half of this year, and that deterioration, I would argue, is is already occurring. The uh, the one time uh, darling of the sort of lockdown, ASOS, cut their forecasts uh, their uh, uh, financial forecasts last thursday and on the back of that graham the shares fell 33 percent on the day and are now down 60 percent since the beginning of the year and 82 percent lower than they were 12 months ago and you know i also looking at the competitors to asos boohoo being one of the big ones in the in the uk reported their first quarter numbers also on the same day and their shares only uh, fell by 15% on that day, but their prospects uh, look equally as bleak too. Goodness me, yeah. I mean, is there any uh, sense of optimism anywhere at the moment? Not a whole lot. Um, if I'm looking for some sort of silver linings here, JD Sports reported, yes, they surprisingly good full-year numbers actually, um, and their shares rallied about 6% on the back of that. But their shares are still down 36% um, in 2022 alone as well. But um, uh, the problem is 
um, that we're not really out of the eye and uh, out of the it, well, we're not yet in the eye of the storm. You and I have talked about this before, uh, Graham. In the UK, the inflationary peak is likely to arrive around October when Ofgem, that's the uh, UK's energy regulator, raises the raises the, uh, the the price cap on energy bills once again. You remember that they raised mm. those on the first of uh, April as well. Well, and more importantly, because at the moment not many people have got their heating on, but <laughs> due to the weather. But come the autumn and the winter, and it gets cold again. But well, it's going to be a, a double whammy, isn't it? Because, mm. of course, the prices are going to rise once again. And, of course, the consumption mm. of energy is going to increase massively. There is, there is again, we've detailed here, we don't need to go over it again. But um, uh, in the past is that there is going to be some help by the Chancellor to those sort of lower income households um, uh, that is so hopefully arriving on mm. people's doorstep. I guess this could be why we're seeing a number of workers going on strike or demanding their salaries track inflation. Yeah, you've noticed. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, we've also got a very tight labour market at the moment, by which I mean we've got very low unemployment. Um, uh, and that really means that corporate Britain, along with the rest of the world, of course, uh, has little option but to sort of meet these wage demands. I actually looked at one or two um, earlier in the week and uh, noticed that in April we saw the sort of plane maker Airbus um, reach a deal with its UK union, agreeing to get this an 8.6% uh, rise in wages over the next 13 um, months, plus a lump sum payment and some additional holiday as well. And, you know, this is, this is a, there's a whole raft of these kind of um, uh, announcements by, as I say, corporates or Britain right now. Barclays Bank uh, announced the other week that uh, it's going to give 64,000 uh, of its staff a one-off payment of £1,000 to to, uh, to help them through these sort of difficult times. And British Airways is also offering something similar to trained cabin crew. My goodness me, yes. I, I guess the idea of these one-off offers uh, to hopefully tide over a real peak in inflation doesn't embed the, a, pay, a, a pay increase for long term. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 uh, that's, that may be a, a sort of a vain hope because I also sort of saw, actually, thinking about it, Rolls-Royce are offering uh, uh, 70% of their staff, that uh, amounts to 14,000 workers, a £2,000 lump sum and a 4000 uh, Sorry, I beg your pardon, £2,000 lump sum and a 4% increase backdated to March. And that deal has been rejected by the union well, yesterday it was rejected uh, and considering the airbus still that i've just mentioned to you graham you can see why i guess everybody's going to want to keep up with everybody else and that's why the chancellor's so concerned about wage rises in the end just fueling further inflation we'll all get poorer uh, yeah yeah we, we know it's just catching up all the time with one another i mean if you end yeah i mean if you're looking for a slightly silver lining again um this uh, try and sort of end on a slightly optimistic though your house Owners are, have had a good 12 months as well. Uh, and in, really, in contrast to this the equity market, we saw uh, earlier this week that UK, the UK housing market, as I say, unlike the, uh, the FTSE 100, has seen a 12.4% increase in the past uh, year nationally. Uh, uh, but you know, it, that has its own casualties as well. The, the, uh, the average first-time buyer will now have to stump up with £234,000 to make that initial payment. Uh, purchase. So while um, you know the housing market seems right now to be relatively buoyant, the prospects for global markets generally are bleak. 
Yeah, indeed. I, I guess the other thing is, even with house prices, people are probably quite insecure at the moment of the situation. They're very insecure, of course, uh, the, the, of the situation. Of, and, and as I say, you know, this is uh, traditionally when int- in, we're in an interest rate environment that is going the wrong way for household mm. for, for house owners. Um, this uh, this this is uh, sort of spelling bad news, perhaps, mm. uh, for the housing market. And of course, it's going to be very interesting to see how the rail strike ends up in the end. Uh, it's gone of the days, I think, where it's having a major impact on the economy. Now, with people got used to, uh, certainly all the commuters being able to work from home following doing so during COVID. Yeah. I read the other day, I think it's, it's, it's just 14% of the population have been directly affected by the strike. So you can see that the government probably want to hold out. Yeah, I mean, the government probably will hold out to that. It'd be, um, there's a lot of muscle memory. It wasn't too long ago since the, sort of the, the nation were, were, were in their front rooms, working from their front rooms uh, anyway. So, you know, it's, the, the impact is not going to be quite so great as it once was. There's also different, when once you get into places, uh, you know, metropolitan cities such as london birmingham etc there are other means of getting around other than rail and tube mm. there are these sort of bikes that you can hire as well scooters uh, are the latest craze throughout uh, and, and people are now sort of running from the station into their offices showers there as well so as you rightly say if you, if you go back there was a big rail strike i remember in 94 and if you go back to then then it, it really did cripple the, the country it doesn't seem to be having that impact right now no Well, thank you very much, Lee, and we look forward to another update next week. Cheers, Graham.